Hello, and welcome to the Misophonia Podcast. This is episode three. My name is Adil Ahmad, and I have misophonia. This week, the episode is coming out on the week of American Thanksgiving, one of the more challenging times for us misophones. So we're going to go all the way across the Atlantic to talk to Linda, who lives in the Netherlands. We talk about her challenges with her particular work, her family, and relationships, all the venues where we know misophonia rears its head. I just want to mention I recorded my chat with Linda a few weeks ago, but a couple nights ago I thought of it again when I was at a concert by the band Wilco, in particular when they were performing their song Reservations. And I think I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to listen to it after the show. Anyways, here now is my conversation with Linda. Welcome, Linda. Um, it's, good, it's good to have you here. Well, you're one of the first um, people that I'm interviewing for this podcast. Um, mm. So I guess to start, uh, yeah, why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about you, you know, where kind of where you are, I guess, kind of located and, and maybe what you do. Well, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Linda and I'm from the Netherlands. Um, I am 23 and my what I currently do day to day is um, I'm working on my master's dissertation. Uh, it's quite interesting because I'm doing it um, about conversation analysis, which means that I work a lot with recordings that I have to listen to. Um, uh, interesting. So are you, yeah. you kind of in the linguistics department, I guess, or? Yes, I am. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're listening to a lot of conversations and yes, as, as, as we all know, people have, um, um, yeah, different mannerisms. They may have, they may be eating at the time, hopefully not, but, um, yeah. I guess, is that, is that a pinpoint? Um, I think it is. I, I find it very fascinating that I chose this path in life. Um, and sometimes there are definitely, um, sounds in recordings that I identify in and are like, oh, I don't like that part, but I know I've got to like transcribe it. Are you doing the interviewing or are you just getting the conversations recorded, um, I'm, pre-recorded? I'm, I'm getting some pre-recorded stuff. I'm working uh, along with PhD students and uh, she has gathered all the, all the data for me, but I do a lot of like the transcribing. Gotcha. Okay. And, and would it, is it, is it, uh, is the transcribing part of the project or would it be possible to, uh, cause I'm, I'm actually going to be using Google to, you know, transcribe these podcasts i'm just curious if 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 you can like automate that and then you don't have to hear anything or if that's part of the project perhaps no unfortunately you have to do it all by hand gotcha it's also it it focuses not just on the words that are being said but also in inflection and on pauses Uh, of course things that could be of importance to the conversation right so it completely defeat the purpose if you automated it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah a little bit (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, so, um, yeah, going back to Miss Funny in general, like how, yeah. how long have you, how long do you think you've, or do you know you, that you've had this? I've always been weird with sounds in the way that I noticed. I really liked reading a lot because I, to the point where my parents thought I had a hearing problem. Cause when I was reading, I would just be in a world where, I wouldn't hear anything and you could just talk to me and I, I wouldn't even hear it. Um, and then later on, I realized that that sort of dissipated away and that I was much more aware of the sound to me. And around the time that I was 12 or 13, 
for the first time, I really noticed that certain sounds disgusted me, had like a very like visceral emotion that it, it, it like evoked anger. Gotcha. So early, so early on, like in grade school, pre, pre, you know, pre-adolescence, I guess, you were completely zoned out when you would be, you completely, you could focus entirely while you were reading. And at some entirely. point in middle school, or I don't know what they call it in Europe, but um, it, you, you just got a lot more sensitive to sounds. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that parallels with a lot of, um, a lot of experiences in terms of the age, the timeline. But I'd never heard uh, anyone describe it like I was, you know, I was able to 100% focus and then something changed. That's yeah, multiple teachers, my parents, they, they, they kept on sending me to a, um, uh, we call it Gano doctor, which is like for your, um, your ears and your eyes, because it's like connected or whatever. Yeah, we have and some like neurological, because um, they were like, there's, there's something wrong with this kid, her hearing is off there's something wrong and every time I got there and they performed like all sorts of tests they were like this girl's perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with her and what were they do were they were just doing basic hearing tests I guess or were they doing yes. like uh, MRI scan or fMRI scans or anything I don't, I don't think I've ever no I don't think pictures or whatever have ever been taken of me and um interesting so how how long how long was it from when you noticed that then that they took you to the, to the doctor? I'm curious, like, they're like, Oh my God, they start panicking immediately. Or was it like gradual? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Okay. Gotcha, difficult gotcha. to answer that question. Yeah, anyway. yeah, sorry. Can't yeah. Remember that. <laughs> so some of these questions are probably just going to be impossible answers. So you feel yeah. free to skip them. Um, <laughs> do you, do you remember what some of your reactions were? Were, were they just like cringing or were you like acting out? Um, I think it was mostly cringing. Yeah. And I think it had a lot to do with, um, now, um, I talk about it more and more with my sister because mm. we're both fairly certain that we do suffer from misophonia. Both of you? Yeah. And okay. I think mm -hmm. a lot of my earliest memories of misophonia, well, even, oh, it's a realization going back to it. Even like my mother used to really freak out when we would like drop something. Mm. And we, we wouldn't understand why that would happen. Like she would have like a sort of anger or like that type of reaction to us dropping a glass, you know? Yeah, and it's and not just because something breaks, probably. For, for me, at least, it's like breaking that, yeah. breaking my concentration, even though I don't realize I'm concentrating. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, just speculating, but yeah. But yeah, that, and like it was connected to them. My, my sister sometimes making a comment like, ooh that eating is disgusting. And suddenly I was like, yeah, that eating is disgusting. Mm. But before that, I didn't even realize that. And it was, was it affecting your grades at all? Did, is that, is that one, was that one symptom, um, I guess, thing that happened when, when you started to um, notice these sounds and, and your concentration was being broken while you were reading? I don't know if it affected my grades as much because I think generally in life, I, don't mean to sound like bragging, but I think I always like got quite good grades. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I did notice like towards when I was in high school and like the later years of high school, that I find I found studying itself to be much harder. And do you remember like doing exams or anything? I, I don't know how they do exams over there, but uh, 
you know, it's it can be held to be in a giant. They they'll hold exams yeah. here in the U.S. in like a giant auditorium or or gym, and it's just uh, it's just a disaster zone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a war zone, keeping your uh, concentration. Yeah, we were always allowed, and sometimes even advised to bring um, like those those yellow um earbuds that you could plug in your ear. Oh, very good. Okay, well that's that's uh, that, that's yeah. quite progressive. Yeah, but I, I do remember that from like um, a certain age that if I didn't have them and I, re- I would look in my bag and I would see I didn't bring them. Mm-hmm. And there was just this moment of panic. It's like, oh, what if somebody has the call in front of me and I would like try and like then see who will I sit behind and generally yeah. like towards the back or towards the front so that at least like you only get like half of the sounds really close to you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. For calculations like that, we we all have to perform that. Yeah. I try to, um, I don't always do this, but yeah, I try to have different form factors of, uh, you know, earphones are Bluetooth and then wired as well. There's a backup and then, yeah, the noise blockers and um, yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, and so, okay. So you, you got, you got out of school, you know, top of the class or close to it. Um <laughs> Did you, and that must have not, if you're 23, that must have been relatively recent. I mean, I, I found out about misophonia about 10 years ago. How did you, uh, how did you, when did you realize it had a name? Um, I think it was when um, we saw an article published that they opened the first misophonia clinic in Amsterdam. Ah, Cause think, okay. Because me being in the Netherlands, um, that was sort of a big thing, like, oh, do you even know what misophonia is? And maybe, yeah. do you hate chewing sounds? There might actually be something that causes that. And I read that and I was like, yes, me entirely. I recognize everything. Yeah, oh, it's, it's yeah, it's amazing how immediate uh, we can, we can write that. We don't even need anything beyond the headline sometimes. <laughs> um, and, and so there's a so there's a clinic in Amsterdam. So is it was it related to a a, a university or is it an audiologist? Um, I'm not entirely certain. I have looked um, at there because I was quite interested, of course, when I realized that it's yeah. kind of bad. Um, Do you know the name of it by any chance? Uh, I'll maybe look it up later and put it in the show notes, um, and I'd be curious to read about it. I don't want to put a hundred percent of like um, my voice behind this, but I do think it's connected to the University of Amsterdam, the UVA. Okay. UVA. We can probably, yeah, I'll, I'll, we can probably. I'll, I can Google it. Uh, and so you have not visited it or made any contact with them yourself. No, I've seen. Uh, I've seen their waiting list, and it's, I've, I've done a couple of their um, their testing things. Um, but I believe that quite early on, the waiting lists were already like three years old. Oh really? Okay, wow. So they 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 have some obviously they have some oh, there's some awareness about them and people are signing up for uh, to be part of their studies or whatever they're working on. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna have to look at this. And mm-hmm. okay, so so you okay, so great. So you you read an article put up by this 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 institute a few years ago. I'm I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and so how, so now, so how did that change anything? Uh, obviously, you know, you recognize immediately. Um, how, like, how do you, you told me that listening to recordings obviously is tough. Like, how do you, how do you cope with, how do you cope with that in particular, I guess? Because obviously it's critical to what you're working on. 
With that in particular, I generally, I've got a couple of notes. Uh, I, I've got a big list of notes uh, anyways, always when I'm transcribing where say things that are, that are relevant to the study I'm working on at the time. Um, but if there's something that's quite loud or noises that I generally dislike, I will just sort of put a warning up for myself. Like in this bit, just tone it down, just get what you need and then just power just go through. After. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even take a break. Yeah. Sometimes that really helps as well. Do you have to re-listen to stuff multiple times? Or yes. is it just once and you're done? Oh, okay. Okay. So then that's, that's why you take your notes and you're like, okay, let me get ready for the big disgusting cough or whatever. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. So I, yeah, well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put any triggers in the podcast, but it's in a, inevitably going to happen <laughs> at yeah. some point, but interesting. What I, okay. what I, mm -hmm. Generally, it was one of the things that I, it was, it was a complete stranger and it was, um, we were doing some class recordings and I, I could almost kiss that teacher. Because there were there was this one student that was she was like clicking her pen constantly, mm -hmm. and in the middle of the recording he says, uh, "Oh hey, uh, well whatever her name is, I won't say here, but like are you there? Could you maybe please stop that clicking noise with your pen? Because it's it's quite annoying for the people that have to listen to this." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this man." Yes, a hero. Heroes. Yes, there are heroes everywhere. They might they might not have misophonia, but we appreciate their their service. <laughs> and so obviously, so so you handle you handle your work that way. I, I do does the universe. So so outside of that, um, so you're still kind of an academic environment. Are there uh, problems day to day at you know at school when you're doing your research? Mm. Other than listening to those things, or, or are people generally good around? Your your kind of near environment is is actually relatively relatively quiet. I would say that now I'm doing my dissertation is quite good because most of the work you can do by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think one of the biggest challenges that I faced during my time at university was that um, you've got these obligatory seminars and lectures and most of the time they're fine. Most of the time I'm fine. But during flu season, it can be. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say no more. We. we yeah. I, I know where yeah. you're going there. Uh, yeah. When the seasons change, it's. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, our, 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 your armor needs to go up <laughs> a little extra. Yeah. Um, and so, well, that's great. So, um, is this kind of maybe going to also affect what you want to do in the future in terms of, um, for example, I work from home, I'm a software engineer, so I'm, I love to work from home. Um, I've worked in, you know, open office environments before as well. And I like working with other people, but those are kind of <laughs> hell too. So, um, I've kind of like moved my, um, moved in a direction where I can now work work from home and that that's great i'm just wondering if, if you're kind of thinking ahead to as you wrap up your um you know when you wrap up your studies what you want to do um i have and um also the job i currently do because on the side i am um, a content writer for a company that does sort of sustainable projects mm -hmm. um and before i've also done an internship where i was also in an office environment and I've always been lucky enough that um, earphones were permitted. Yep. So I, if as long as that's a possibility, I tend to 
bring earphones, backup hair. Yeah, and that's great. In in my kind of environments, they a lot of companies give them away because even if you know, programmers like to just listen to stuff anyway, so that that's great. Um, if that if that works, and I, for me, it definitely does, and I think it does for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I would maybe hate to be a doctor or a nurse, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then so the, I feel blessed. Yeah. Yeah. So you and you mentioned earlier that your sister also has, um, or might also have misophonia, and that's somebody that you talk to. Yeah, I'm curious. Are there? Yeah, how are people around you in general? Um, that uh, you know, have you talked to a lot of people? Are people generally accommodating, or, or or are there you know people you would never tell because you you know that they would react badly? Mm. Just curious about the supportiveness around you, basically. That's an interesting question. Because um, it's obviously it's 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 you know it's definitely torn a lot of relationships apart. Family, <laughs> you're like you know parental. Right. Um, you know, more intimate siblings. Well, actually, uh, you're not the only person who um, I've heard that has siblings that also have it. So, yeah, I'm, it's kind of, it can kind of be across the board. So I'm kind of curious, uh, yeah, your kind of like uh, personal environment. Because also I'm always still figuring out, maybe that's a topic for later as well, if, yep. it's, um, if it's like a neurological issue but I also do believe that there's a lot of environmental aspects to it. Um, and whenever I can talk about it with people, it's generally much better. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I've, I've, I've got a partner a long time, over five years now, I think. And I've definitely set him down with the talk of like, hey, I really recognize myself in this disorder. I've never officially been diagnosed, um, but if in the past you've noticed me reacting to some things that you've done the same way, this is it. And like, these are the things that we can maybe do together to, you know, make this work. So you um, had that talk like that, like um, in those terms and everything? That's very, yeah, honestly, no sense. Yeah. yeah. No, that's excellent. I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear how you, how you approach that. That's a very mature way of doing it rather than just screaming at the person for years and then eventually <laughs> actually sat kind him of down and showed him some of the subreddit stuff from the misophonia subreddit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to sort of like especially the ones that do talk about how it affects their relationships and like honestly i'm not mad at you it's just the sounds that come out of whatever you do i won't like mention all the specifics but like sometimes it's the sounds that happen that anger me so much and it's honestly not you but at that point it's my my guttural reaction to aim it at you yeah that was actually one of the uh this came up in one of the sessions last week was like trying not to approach it as like that sound is causing a problem it's more like my yeah. condition is just very sensitive to that sound and that's honestly true because it's yeah it is it's, it's not like it's it's it, it's like and and whenever i do see like I, I guess memes or like pictures or whatever that say oh you chew this way or whatever like oh you should all go away or you know like more angry terms than that it's like no it's honestly not this is completely me and i know that this is my issue um but it doesn't make it easy right right yeah yeah 
yeah part of it is it's it's hard to not make i guess it's hard to not make sounds um, um and what was the reaction um you're crazy get knew. out of here <laughs> i honestly think he knew he knew there was yeah. something and yeah i think there was a relief for him as well has it did it get worse over time or in, in that did that prompt you to sit down or was it like you're just getting tired of the same thing A lot of people you can pick up tri pick up triggers. I'm just curious if yours has had gotten worse or anything. Or I honestly don't know because I, I feel like it goes in waves. It comes and goes in waves. How how bad things are, and I don't think it was a particularly bad wave at that moment. It might have been mm -hmm. that I just read something about it and was like, oh, I've never actually mentioned that. The way I react actually has a whole group of people that feel the same way that I do. Well, maybe if if maybe this maybe it was better that you weren't you weren't in the in the trough uh, and uh, when you brought it up, else it could have been worse. Um, yeah. Interesting. And have you noticed those waves? Um, I know for a lot of people, like stress has a lot to do with it. So if it's like you know stressful time with school or work or something, that can really make people more sensitive. Um, or is it has it just kind of been kind of random? Completely stress. Completely stress stressed, yeah. Makes yeah. total sense, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, and have you met? Uh, so yeah. So tell me, maybe I guess a little bit about your 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 sister. Has she been kind of? Do you guys talk about it in and are you kind of in lockstep and how you are um, approaching it, or is she having a much worse time or better time? Or sorry, what's in lockstep? Oh, uh, lockstep in, in, in terms of like mm -hmm. you, the, your experiences you share with her and your coping mechanisms and everything. And you're, you're kind of like kind of on the same page um, in your misophonia, like in terms of the triggers and the level of reaction or did she, is she handling it differently? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I mean, we can have um, her on at a later podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah. Like, I, I do think also that we've got, like, different triggers. I don't think they're all mm -hmm. completely the same. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I do think that she's maybe struggling worse with it. And are your, so were your triggers, did she, was she also around 12 or whatever um, when she um, first started exhibiting symptoms? Or were you, was it around the same, like, calendar time, like, around the same year, maybe? I think she was probably exhibiting symptoms before me because I definitely noticed that she, uh, she was verbalizing. Yeah, she was older. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's three years older. Gotcha. And and we're um, and I know for um, when some of us were meeting last week, and and I've read this before, but it's um, a lot of people can point. A lot of people say that their first trigger was definitely their dad. I mean, it could be their parents <laughs> in general, but it's. It's it's almost always parents, and then if it's any one of the parents, it's almost always the dad. So I'm just curious yeah. if that if you had maybe a similar, uh, similar yeah, it was it was my mother. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. A parent was, at least. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it was a parent. <laughs> Interesting. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's a teenage thing that like you you find things to like um, distance yourself from your parents, and that a weird way to manifest that or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, the research is saying neurological, but I'm also I'm like you. I'm like I'm still not. I'm not. I'm not convinced either way. Or maybe it's a combination of something. Some yeah. late, some something in the brain gets kind of like 
the, obviously the brain's growing around that time. Something changes based on the environment. But um, yeah, nature versus nurture, it's unclear. Or it just sounds like at a minimum there's a relationship. But this is a very common thing that your parents are your first trigger around, around the ages of uh, you know 11 to 14 or whatever. So that's interesting you guys are noticing the same thing. Yeah. And so are you seeing, um, so other than like self-diagnosing and, um, you know, obviously being very mature about how you, um, how you relate to other people, are you like, um, and you don't have to get into like, if you're you know, medical stuff, are you seeing any uh, therapists or audiologists um, about the condition and maybe going by some of their advice? Um, not specifically seeing Most people um, don't, but yeah. a therapist about that, but my, my sister is sort of semi-related to that, but also to some other things. She is um, seeking a ther therapist. And uh, we've been in, because um, I'm, I'm very close to her and she is also, she only lives about, I guess, a mile away from my house. So we, we hang out a lot. And yep. um, a lot of the times I do go to therapy with her. Yep. And these have sort of been things that have been brought up, but never, it's not like a specialized thing. So it's not gotcha. that, yeah. It's Another not, thing. they don't know it's, a lot about it. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Linda. Uh, I know a lot of people um, are used to bottling this up and have been doing that for years and, and in some cases, decades I've, I've met. So they'll benefit from hearing um, your experiences. And um, But otherwise, good luck to you. And, and thanks again for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. I've spoken to more and more people from around the world since then, and I'll be releasing those conversations in the coming weeks and months. It's amazing how consistent all and global our, all of our uh, experiences are. Speaking of that, I've been sending stickers of the podcast logo all over the world, as many people have been hitting me up via email, Twitter, and Instagram. They're, they're free, and I'm happy to send some to you too. Just email hello at misophoniapodcast.com or find us on Twitter at Misophonia Show or Instagram at Misophonia Podcast. If you want to support the show, I've launched a shop that I'll talk about a bit more next week, but you can check it out now at shop.misophoniapodcast.com. Keep an eye on social media for pics too. Also, you can help more people find out about the podcast just by leaving a review wherever you listen to them. Well, that's it for now. Theme music is by Moby. And until next week, especially for those celebrating Thanksgiving this week, wishing you peace and quiet.